we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew McFarland. How are you, Eddie? How's the weather in California? Hope that you're it- keeping dry because I'm sweating my balls off here in New York. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, it's it's not much different in California. It is hot here, too. I've just I been like I cannot stop sweating. I, Same. I, there's nothing I can do about it. The humidity here is insane but thank god what i'm gonna do with humidity if i ever come see ya because the dry heat here is just killing me well i would take your dry heat over my wet heat (laughs) any day of the week oh but alas this week was so wonderful in the bravo verse i i can't stress it enough you know i know we talked about the holy trinity last week but it truly is between salt lake potomac and beverly hills the other franchises cannot return unless they crank up the dial to 100 because these women are just perfection. I'm assuming we're going to start with Salt Lake because it was too good. It was too good. Yeah, I mean, we were fed this week with shows. I mean, we don't have New York. We don't have, you know, any of the Dallas or any others. We don't need them, I'm realizing. We just need these three. Um, no. And by the way, just a quick announcement for everyone. New York is taping their reunion. Did we already announce that? No, we did not. It happened. The announcement happened right after we got off the air last week. Um, And there's been some interesting theories circulating amongst our group of Bravo, you know, elite podcasters about why that is. The leading theory is that Ramona is not vaccinated and is being difficult about following any sort of COVID protocol to help them out. So they're trying to figure out what they can do about Ramona, which is not surprising at all. No, that's that's not surprising at all. Yeah, no, Monzi from Not Safe sent us over that little tidbit of information. We were like, oh, this is so much sense. Uh, Should we just dive right into Salt Lake? Let's dive right into Salt Lake. So we already started last week by talking about the first two minutes that we saw online. And we saw those two minutes again. And even watching it the second time around, I have to say... I, I still got me. I still got the chill. I still got like so worked up in the moment. It was insane. I've watched the first five minutes like five or six times now. And I get I get anxious like I'm about to have a panic attack every time I watch it. It's so intense. Jen looks like the most guilty person on the face of the planet. Again, it's all alleged. We'll wait to see what the courts say, but it, it's not looking good for her. I forgot how much I love the background music, by the way, of Salt Lake, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, the mm. ho, ho, ho. Like, it's, <laughs> it really brings you into the moment. And I love that we transitioned directly from Jen getting arrested to where Jen is now. And the new Shaw Chalet, all of her stuff, it just all does not paint. All good things come to an end, like Elise. <laughs> like my life, like I'm going to jail. Also... It's jarring how different Jen's face is from when it used to be. Again, I'm all a proponent of plastic surgery and Botox and fillers. If that makes you feel better and if you feel like if you know your body, your choice, your journey, go for it. 
But I did not realize how, I mean, Sharif looks the same. He looks handsome and looks yeah. as good as he did when they got married, but she does not look like the same person at all. It is a brand new woman that is sitting on our TV screens in front of us than we saw in those photos of their wedding. I, I mean, we knew this because she definitely, you can tell she's had a lot of plastic surgery, but like, I, my thing is, is like, if I woke up to someone the next, like after being married to them for, I don't know, 30 years and they had a completely different face, I'd be like, what is going on? Like, no wonder Sharif served her with a divorce. I mean, we're gonna I get... don't buy the story. I don't buy the story no. of him being like, I'm too much for you. And I need to, you need to let me go so that you can, you it's can do It's so funny thing. that you say no. that. I literally thought the same thing. I was like, no, 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 no. He's just calling you out now. He's yes. calling in his tab. He's had enough. And I don't blame him. And we'll get to that in a minute because I, between him and Jen's mother, I just wanted to talk about later how much they've been through in the past couple mm-hmm. years with Jen. But Jumping right into when Jen and Lisa talk about the state of just the union with them and the ladies and whatever, I just want to say right now, Lisa, I'm sorry. What's going on between you and Heather and Whitney is not the same as what's going on with Jen and Meredith. It's just not. And no, no, I mean, Heather and Whitney literally have receipts of things that you've said and done, Lisa, to their face and behind their back. Meredith is talking about like a like gross like social media like war between her and her child and Heather I mean he's not a child he is Meredith's child again you can have your feelings but you can have your feelings about Brooks whatever but it's really low-hanging fruit to go after someone that's so much younger than you whether you know what I mean just in general I think it's really low-hanging fruit and Jen could have come out on top of this whole Brooks Marks thing had she just not let it, you know, had she let it go. But the fact that a grown woman is going after a 21-year-old kid, like, again, regardless of how you feel about Brooks, it's kind of gross and low-hanging fruit. I mean, Jen is not the smartest with her decisions. We know this from <laughs> what's going on in the legal world right now. But also with these decisions that she's making on the show, I mean... I have to agree. It's low hanging fruit. You never go for the kids, but like at the same time, he's inserting himself in the conversation. It's different from like a Melania or like, uh, you know, Phoenix, you know, Dorit's daughter. It's like, you want to go after that child, but I think it is a little bit different when he's putting himself into the conversation. He's responding to things. He's part of this franchise as a whole, as an adult. I mean, we saw how Vicky's daughter got involved in everything in OC you know what I mean like I think it really is a case-by-case basis yes I think Jen should have kind of let this one go and not done what she did but at the same time like I I I get what you're saying it's low-hanging fruit going for a kid but I do not consider Brooks Marks a child I mean I'm not surprised to hear you say that I knew you were gonna say that but I just wanted to put it out there (laughs) well I also love the quote that was very foreshadowy when Jen was like, girl, you know, I'll go to jail for you. I haven't gone to jail yet. And I'm like, do you know something that we don't like? Come on. Lisa Barlow even does the clink clink with her wrist. It was insane. I was like, how do these people know that this is going to happen? Like the the editors must have been like, this is gold. This is perfect. We had no idea we had this in the bank. Oh, I'm sure they are salivating over there in the Bravo editing room for sure. And, you know, I loved seeing Meredith's new house and her dog. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing Heather and her daughter. I can't believe her daughter is like about to go off to college. Wait, Um, I also loved that Heather was like, I was just skiing and I thought I would come in. Like, is that like going on a run in like California? Like they just go to the slopes and ski? I think, 
I really do think it is. I think in Park City and in Salt Lake, it's That's crazy. it is it's so you know, like going on like the green belt and taking a job, you know, <laughs> the green belt. Wow. That's, a, that's a really deep cut right there. But it, and I don't know why it freaked me out, you know, moving on to Whitney. I, my sister is 35. My oldest sister is 35 and has four children. One of them is an eight year old or about to be an eight year old. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it freaked me out though. Cause I think I thought Whitney was my age, a little bit younger than she is. She's 34. So did I. It's crazy that she has an eight year old child. And she has stepchildren that are literally her age. Her age. That is it's her literal peers. Wild. I I was like, they were showing all the ages of the kids, and I was like, okay, so like they and she's like, Winnie could have dated any one of them as well, and she's like, yeah, they're hanging out with people that I know from high school. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, what would you do if like a someone from high school was like dating your parent? Like, that's crazy to me. It just seemed though that Whitney has established herself as like a stepmom figure, which yes. I think is great. I also though I think that her husband is more handsome than the the sons. So oh, I, Whitney 100%. made the right made the right choice. No, I, I love that she's getting into skincare. All about well, that. Well, she's not getting into it. She she's just rebranding. She's had this line forever, Iris and Bow. Oh, and I didn't know. She's it to wild rose beauty because you know now she has the whole tagline and everything she's a smart Um, girl i have to say give her the emmy for best comedy writing in a live show for that cake (laughs) i cannot tell you how hard i was watching with my mom i'm with my parents right now which is nice so i get to watch my bravo with my mom which has been fun so we watched uh, uh slc together and we were cracking up we could not fathom how she dropped it three different times the physical comedy was so on point i just i she reminded me why she's like my favorite she and heather are still my two top two and the entire sequence of cake like pratfalls was (laughs) evidence enough and then we got to get to know jenny a little bit which she's a fucking badass like yes wow um i wrote down her kids' names because they're I'm obsessed with them. It's Jenny and Dewey, or you know, her and her husband, and then Atlas, Carlin, and Triton. I don't know why I'm obsessed with all of those names. Wait, Atlas, Cartlin, and Triton? Yeah, Atlas. I think Atlas is the one that I really like. Atlas is the one whose son she, he's friends with uh, Lisa Barlow's son. Okay. But yeah, Atlas Carlin is the girl, and Triton is the other one. <laughs> I mean, they're interesting names. Out of all of them, I think. Atlas is the one that seems like oh actually Carlin seems like the most real name but Triton just seems like Ariel like are we going to be under the sea like King Triton like what is this but I have to say her kids are really coming in for possibly the best kids in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because when her daughter was like that's why we're Asian not Bijan I just about peed myself laughing that was so funny. Well, and she's also like, what a piano player for a young age. They all I, my just mom was seem like, like, how old is that girl? Yeah. <laughs> they just seem like they really have their ducks in a row in that family. Uh, the Hearing about her boat ride from Vietnam mm-hmm. and how she was almost captured or no, how she was literally captured by Thai pirates and put into a camp and was saved by Christian, um, you know, a Christian group. Like it's just insane. And then she ended up in Long Beach, California. Which I love. I was like, oh my God, our little, our, our, my, my, my old backyard. Uh, I, it was amazing. I had to laugh though. Like 
truly beauty is in the eye of the beholder because she called her husband a butterface essentially and said she was only into his body and then got used to his face later and I was like he's handsome like I thought he looked good I don't know what she was talking about I completely agree with you and I just can't believe that she like said that said that (laughs) clearly she's new she doesn't understand that like everything is up for grabs if you say it on camera I mean those confessionals they get you they do they really do uh I also love how she is Catholic because that's a new religion in this Salt Lake universe. Because now we have Jewish, Catholic, Mormon, Muslim, and I think that's it. But it's good to see like such a wide range. And I know that's kind of, I think the backbone of Salt Lake City is kind of how religion and everyone's religion and how that plays in effect to these like larger roles and schemes that go on on the show. So it's nice to see, you know, another religion come in and kind of see the diversity even more fold. Yeah, I agree. And I, when she said she was Catholic, I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Eddie's Catholic and I almost was. <laughs> so like we'll half, be able to relate. You're like a halfie. You're like half Yeah, bumped. I like just, I didn't graduate. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, exactly. I didn't, I didn't graduate with honors. I also loved seeing Mary Cosby again. I'm not surprised that Robert Sr. got stuck in Florida. I, I'm not surprised that she started talking to herself and her mannequin heads. I'm not surprised that she's doing a podcast. I love that she stopped the guy to correct him on how he was praying. Wait, (laughs) let me show you. But then I got really sad when she, I think this is, she said a line that I think is the epitome of who she is and how she operates in this world. She's flat out said, I don't feel like I'm a, I don't feel like I'm a part of this world. Yeah. It really broke my heart when she said that it broke my heart where she has never felt real love, real connection, real. And to me, it it all like lines up with this theory I have about Mary, where she's never had a real choice in her life. I think she was for her family forced her into this life and to keep herself from literally unraveling and losing control. I'm not surprised that she has dove in so hard head first into Jesus. It makes complete sense to me. It it does because at the end of the day, like she, I think she doesn't feel like she's part of this world and she has all these feelings because she hasn't had a chance to find who she really is yet. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. all something that's been molded and created by her family. And she's, you know, now sees herself as God, which we're going to find out more later this season. Yikes. Uh... But it's just, it, it all makes sense. And I think you're a hundred percent correct. You know, it's, it hasn't been her life to live. So why would she feel like she belongs here? Yeah. Well, now I kind of want to listen to an episode of the pod and report back. I, I want to hear. I don't. I really don't. I, I think I could get through like 10 minutes that. of it. I don't think I could get through more than that. But, uh, I, you know, you're going to get like possessed. You're going to join the cult. Like I see you listening to the podcast and being like, Eddie, I subscribed. It's really good. And it's, <laughs> she's saying some really good points and it's changed my life. And I think I'm going to move to Salt Lake and follow the church. Oh, geez. Did Heather and Drew ended up or Dre? Is it Dre or Drew? Dre? Dre. Did they end up creating their own? Because if they yes, did, they I, ha- I want to tune into that because I love those two ladies. They do. They have their own podcast. I do know that. I okay, want to listen to them too because we listened to them on the Mormon podcast. Remember we watched like all of those episodes and they were so um, good. If you haven't watched those yet, y'all. You will fall in love with Heather Gay so hard just to hear about her story and her journey. It's it's unbelievable. And then with Jen... I love that she was like, so if y'all are wondering where that hospital smell came from, cut to her aunt with the She's fake like, show legs. legs. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, and then, okay, so yeah, this is what I wanted to get to in terms of Jen's mom and Sharif. Like, just think about what Jen's mom has been through. Her mm-hmm. husband dies. 
Her, her daughter goes on national television and makes a complete fucking fool of herself. COVID happens. Her sister loses a leg. Like when she got emotional on the couch, I was just like, this poor woman is 68. And I mean, and and what's about to come down the pike? Her daughter is about to get indicted for a huge the money anti. wiring and fraud scheme. Like I, I really do feel so bad for her and for Sharif. And I, again, I don't, I do feel for Jen to a certain extent, but it's, it's a bet of her own making. So I don't, I, I don't know. Well, there was something that was kind of revealed on Watch What Happens Live this week when Heather was on. Oh, and me. I don't know if you saw the clip. I did. But she said that she knew that Jen's business was unsavory, but she didn't know it was illegal. She's like, I sat down with her and talked to her about it because, you know, I'm all about business. I got her on the podcast. Like, I wanted to talk to her about all these different things. And as I was talking to her, I realized, you know, her business is unsavory, but I didn't think it was illegal. But, like... Oh. Heather. Well, I mean, I, uh, there is a market, there is a legal market for online marketers to collect and sell your, some of your information. There is, I mean, and it's, it's messed up. It's fucked up, but there is a legal avenue in which that is a business. That is a thing. Like it's, especially with advertising and stuff like that. So if I'm Heather, I might hear that and go, Oh, that's a little skeevy, but I've heard whatever. of stuff like this before, yeah. whatever. And also, I if I'm Heather, I go, this woman can't be that big of an idiot to go on national television as she, she's running a scheme like this. But I, <laughs> we keep saying this about all of the women that are in legal battles, and I'm like, but no, they think that they're invincible. They yes. think that they're invincible and untouchable, or they don't know what the hell's going on. And then, you know, the switch flips, and they find themselves in a pot of hot water. Pot of hot water, which Pot-a-hot Jen is definitely water. in that right now. But yeah. let's move to the lunch between the ladies because we kind of get to see where all the drama is. Sadly, we hear Meredith's father has passed um, and the Ugh. ladies are so sweet about it. I mean, I mean, it's always hard to see that kind of situation play out on Housewives because it just always breaks my heart when someone loses like a parent or a family member or someone that they love and we see it mm-hmm. happen on the show. And it's just the emotions become so raw, like her in that confessional just crying. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I don't know if I could do a confessional after that. Oh, no, it's horrible. And like and especially when a loved one dies of something like Alzheimer's or dementia or it's just it. I can't imagine that kind of pain. It was it's and in this lunch, it, it's really established that it's four versus two right now. These four yes. women are, are connected. And then it's Jen and Lisa on the other side. I. I completely agree where, where Meredith's coming from, where she's like, you know, she is still Lisa's friend. She is understands that Lisa can still have a relationship with Jen, but I love that she's drawing a hard line in the sand between her and Jen and being like, if I don't get like a full on apology about like having this kind of discourse with my kid, like I'm not going to stand for it. Although I did. And I think Meredith is just doing it to be respectful of her son and, and not wanting to, you know, Put him figuring on it out. He's figuring yeah, it out. Yeah, he's like, figured Meredith, it out. Like, no, he. We know. Like, there's. And it's. It's public that he is gay, and it's lovely. It's fine. Like, no one, you know, it has a problem. But let's not pretend like he's still figuring it out. I mean, maybe he is, but I don't. Think no, so. he is not figuring it out. And I just also <laughs> got to say, it is not homophobic to call someone a privileged twink. He is a privileged twink, and as most of us have been. 
And I wish someone would have told me that at 21 or 22. So I would have grown up a little bit quicker. But no, but like, I don't know. I just, again, it's, it's Jen didn't write that. She commented on it. I know, but it's like low hanging fruit girl. Like let hit. I don't know. I just let him, let him go off or let him do whatever and just sit back and just watch it happen. The moment that you start commenting and liking stuff, she loses. She does. Exactly. And yes, he may be a privileged twink, but like, you know. He is. He not, no. he not maybe, he is. <laughs> 100%. I also love when when, Meredith, uh, when Mary, Mary, Mary sometimes just like is very cut and dry and just like, I don't get it. That's not, that's not a juice. That's a choice. When, yes. Uh, <laughs> when Heather was saying that she's drunk on Jen's friendship juice and I'm like, no, I don't get that. Like, I, there's nothing. If I saw Jen behave one time the way she did last year, I would be like, oh, that girl's not for me. She's not my cup of tea. I'm not about that. But I love that we uh, dove into a Shabbat dinner. Yeah. I mean, with- we've been seeing a lot of Shabbats on Bravo recently between New York and this. I'm sure we'll have a Shabbat. I mean, have we had a Shabbat on Beverly Hills? feel like we have. Oh, yeah. I'm sure because Mauricio. Yeah. I'm sure we've yeah. seen if we go back in the catalogs of Beverly Hills, I'm sure Mauricio and, and the Richards love a good had Shabbat. some sort of. Yeah. And again, I I'm team Meredith on this one. If we're going to pick sides between her and Lisa, I just don't think I don't understand why Lisa likes Jen so much. But then I go back to Lisa is a she is a, a social climber. She is wants to be just. I think on the upper echelon of society. And so I think she's just always going to wait to the last minute before she picks a boat to land on. Jump to. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think Lisa Which is, just is not just, a good quality in a friend. No, it's, I do like Lisa cause I think she's going to be the drama this season. I think she's really going to stand out and I always love her just like dry life and just her delivery. Of oh, as a housewife, I think she's perfection. I'm fantastic. so glad she's part of this group. But I have to agree with you. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm on Meredith's side just because <laughs> you hate Brooks. It's okay. It's okay. But I'm on Whitney and Heather's side. I'm not going to say Mary Cosby either because let's be real. She's a whole boat of crazy that I don't even want to touch with a 10 foot pole. Like I'm not going to say I'm aligned <laughs> with very, her. very fair. Especially very if fair. she's like recruiting people for her cult. But I do have to agree. I think Lisa kind of needs to figure out what's going on with Jen and she needs to get, and and honestly, Jen, if she needs to listen to everyone and figure this out and just apologize and just be like, I'm sorry for making fun of your child. It was, it was stupid of me. It won't happen again. But like everything she's done to him, honestly, isn't that bad. It's just the, it's just the, the fact that he, she did it to his son. Yeah. I agree. I think it. I think you were right when you said earlier. I think it's a case by case basis, and you just have. I think we have to assess like how much this person's on the show. You know, mm. I feel like he's on it just as much as say like the DJ girls are. No, I think Brooks. I, Brooks is. I mean, maybe Judice girls now and Gia was pulled into this situation this season, and it's only Gia that's on that much. But he's getting. He got confessional season one episode like episode two you know what i mean like he is fully wants to be a part of this universe he's moving back he's evidently but, lives but, in new but york that's the thing eddie i think if you, unless you hold the snowflake or the apple or the orange or the peach it's you uh, the ladies have to be careful who they you know who they go after when it comes to children that's okay it. um 
and it's different for like Brianna because Brianna is like a full fledged like married woman with children, and I feel like had a different deal than but she Brooks wasn't or Gia back in the or, day. But that's the thing; she wasn't really on the show. I mean, she was on the show, but she wasn't as actively involved until she got older, got married, started having kids, and the and the Brooks and Vicky stuff of it all really hit the fan. And she yeah. was like, I have to get involved because my mother is about to go down this road of marrying a fucking sociopath. Like, what Crazy am I going to do? Crazy person who's lying to her about cancer. Oh, no, I, I agree Vicky with you. I can't believe I said that. I, just, I really do miss Vicky. Just for, just, uh, from a purely from a perspective of Bravo and just wanting her on the show, I miss her. Well, Vicky she... in the real world, I can I can live without. She's probably going to be on that Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip season two. That's what's rumored is that she's part of that. I cast. think she's going to like pop on and people aren't going to know. I think she's not going to be like slated as a full as like one of the women, but she's just going to pop in with a casserole and just say hello. Dear Lord. Oh, that's so it was Vicky. such a good first episode. I I'm so excited. It's it's really just going to be a fabulous season. I I'm so excited for it as well. I think it started off with a bang and I'm so excited to fight with you about Brooks for the next for the rest for, for weeks to come. And it's also so great. Like I, I think we mentioned this before, but it really looks like it's not going to be just Jen. Jen's going to be a big part of it, but yeah. Mary gets exposed and mm-hmm. Whitney and her husband are going to have some, you know, um, some obstacles. It looks like that they're going to overcome and Heather and her daughters and her ex-husband. Like I feel like yeah. every woman is going to give us a smorgasbord. Of drama. So much so to I'm feed very... off of this season. Well, speaking of feeding, uh, at Potomac started off with the dinner from last week's episode. And I got to say, I have to give it to Mia for kind of being the voice of reason in these group of ladies. I was like, okay, yeah. please, most arguments are just miscommunication. True. And she's like, I'm going to have a full party so that everyone can get together and just talk. And I'm like, Thank you, Mia. She would have figured out her like archetype niche immediately. Mm -hmm. Immediately. She goes, oh, okay. I'm the peacemaker. Okay. I'm the peacemaker. I'm just going to. Okay, great. I love her. I think Mm -hmm. she's so fabulous. I know we're going to talk about her a little later too, but she's so great. I I thought the Surrey County shit was so wild, but so on brand for Karen. And I love when she was like, when the, when the producer was like, so why are you not filming in Surrey County? She could have just said, oh, well, you know, COVID made it complicated and I still wanted to be there and represent my, my home, you know, my home. So we just decided to do what we could. But then she went on this whole thing, but like, well, I, I am Surrey County. I, I embody Surrey County. I, I'm Surrey County wherever I go. So it really doesn't matter where I am. I'm always going to just be Surrey County. It's like, Dumb. No. No. Stop it. I was dying when she was well, first of all, I gotta say, her filming me like, welcome to Surrey County, and they're like more like that is me when I try to do anything. You know from experience doing this podcast that I Your intro is like that every fucking week. (laughs) (laughs) But I was dying when she was like, People come to Surrey County for the peanuts. And most people don't know. They come in a hole. Most people don't know that. I was like, um, I Most, yeah, everyone knows many that people peanuts? don't know about peanut shells. Are really? I I feel like they Kill do. Me. I feel like I anyone like, that's had a peanut knows, knows that they come in a shell. Anyone that's seen a a plain a peanut commercial knows that they Mr. come in a peanut, shell. Right? He's got the full thing. He's not two little random nuts flying around. Yeah, <laughs> and the the delusions continue with Candace. And again, I'm really liking Candace this season. I've really turned a new leaf with her, but the woman doesn't understand what a manager 
is, I think Chris is doing, I mean, again, from what we can see, I think Chris is doing a great job. He's doing a fantastic job. But I, and I also though, am impressed with the two of them. They handle their shit. I mean, it's still not great, but they handle their shit a lot better than they used to. The conversation Mm -hmm. they had where he really laid it out for her and she got like a little emotional and was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't really, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Chris and Candace for sure. As am I. And I, I, I had to laugh. She's like, are you drinking? And I fully expect the timestamp to be like 12 o'clock. And it was like four fifty. I was like, of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like, give it's him a fucking four, break. It's almost five o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's not that on. big of a deal. But he also didn't need to be like, yeah. Cause you drive me crazy. Like, oh my gosh. Like, well, I, I, that was it. Both he did that on purpose to be like, well, you know, if you're going to come at me, me, then out. I'll just throw it right back to you. <laughs> I also died. Oh my gosh. I, I, when Karen goes, yeah, I wanted, I wanted the kids to call, I wanted my grandkids to call me Jima. I, I, um, the kids call me Jima. I, I wanted to be called diamonds, but the children said, no, it's like, she was like, Gigi and diamond were close contenders. Your, I was like, diamonds. options were Jima and diamonds. Like they're just going to rub to you and be like diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that blows my mind. Who would who, just, it's only Karen Hugo would be like, I want to be called Diamond by my grandchildren. I'm going to make my nieces start calling me that, too. No, oh no, my. not Uncle Chew. Diamonds. And they'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> Literally, they would be like, absolutely not. <laughs> and then with Robin, I know I gave her a lot of shit for seeing a life coach and not seeing a therapist. I got to say, this woman, though, seemed very nice. Was great, yeah. And I do think that Robin expecting Juan to give her the same grace that she gave him when he was down and out. I actually think that's fair. Juan definitely reacted the way that I would react at one point. I would be like, get up, get out of the house, get your ass up. I, w- I think I'd be a little harsh. I think yeah, it's, you would. yeah, let's just be real. <laughs> uh, but I, when Robin said, that, I just wish that Juan would treat me with the same grace that I gave him. I think that is totally fair. And I, I gave Robin a pass this week for sure. Yeah. I have, to, you know, seeing Robin kind of talk it out with her life coach made me feel like, okay, you know, this is, she's in the right direction. She's headed the right way. And, and she's this really lady was very, had great energy. You know, I think that she picked a really good person to go to. And then we already, we're already at the fucking goddess lunch goddess party which i thought it was a beautiful location i thought mia set it up so wonderfully i thought all the ladies looked great i had to laugh at you know them trying to get that baby over the bridge i was like of course they have to, of course they can't how many, do it how many it potomac housewives does it take to get a baby over a bridge it was like well you're all in stilettos yeah, <laughs> and you picked but the rockiest path, the rockiest of all paths. But I thought they looked beautiful, and I mean, I enjoyed this goddess party. And I think, I mean, I think we got some kind of progress. I want to say maybe. I gotta say, I was really impressed with Candace and Ashley. Yeah, I think that it, all the women that are having problems across the board right now, um, Erica and Sutton, Garcelle and Dorit, uh, who which we'll talk talk about later. Uh, even Karen and Giselle, which is why I think Karen and Giselle ended up making up at the end of this episode. Candace and Ashley really just like with a with a smile on their face and a little like snicker were able to find something nice to say about each other. And they I forget that they're not friends. Yeah. That's how good they are at being fake with each other. So everyone take note. Really quickly before I move from Potomac, I also want to say it was really 
heartbreaking to watch Wendy have that conversation with her sons, um, with Eddie. <gasps> I I actually started crying when the, oh. the her son was like, I want to be like Martin Luther King, and I want to change the way that white people and black people basically like act with each other. I mean, I'm getting emotional talking about it right now because it's so it's so heartbreaking to see so much innocence in this child and be like, I want to want to make things better. It's like everyone wants wants to do this. Exactly. Like, it's just those bad people that you have to, you know, stay clear from. It it broke my heart. I thought, I, you're so right. I thought Wendy and Eddie did a beautiful job facilitating that conversation. And I think anyone that's having a hard time coming to terms with how race is still, you know, being handled in the United States, I think they yeah. need to watch a scene like this because these kids are picking the, up on this. They're yeah. watching the news. They're hearing people have conversations. Like they're absorbing all of this and they're who we need to think about. It's mm-hmm. the kids that are growing it's up no right now. Else. It's no one else. It's not us more moronic adults who are fucking selfish and awful. It, we need to look at the younger generation and at the kids and look at how it's affecting them and look at what they're absorbing, what they're saying. I thought that whole scene was amazing. And I thought no, I, I just, agree. And I mean, I'm sorry, it only solidified for me that Wendy and Eddie are such a wonderful team and any indication, any implication that they're not is bullshit. I, I agree. They're perfect for each other. And wow. What and then I, an all I wrote was Candace, you're full of shit. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I said, Giselle, you're full of shit. I love Candace. And I can't believe Karen and Giselle made up. <laughs> Those are my only remaining notes for Potomac. Giselle, if she doesn't turn it around, I'm she's losing me. And I, I hate to say that, but she's really losing me week after week after week. And I need her to, to course correct. I'm going to tell you, she lost me at the beginning of the episode when she said Karen and Ray will be dead before I apologize. I was like, she's Giselle, out of here. Out of here, girl. I'm Bye. out. I'm done with you. I'm done. It's not fun to watch anymore. No. All right. Should we move to Beverly Hills? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, did you love that everyone basically received a, a Critics' Choice Award as an invite to Dorit's <laughs> fucking I was like, thing? what is that, going on here? Like, I want one for myself. Those are beautiful, <laughs> ornate. Like, I would put that up in my home. Like, those in your are home, gorgeous. Like, this is an invitation. <laughs> Literally, a Critics' Choice Award for everybody. Enjoy. I just wild i thought that was so wild i loved again give you more kathy give you more kathy and her dog oh by the way a good friend of mine sent me an instagram post of kathy and rihanna hanging yes. out if that isn't dreams i if that isn't like can we get rihanna on the show can we get well rihanna loves kathy hilton she's one of the housewives that she follows and like they met at the met gala and it was obviously like a match made in heaven they of course were gonna hang out and talk all night i i mean just wow and uh kathy's spa day can we get in like we gotta get in on that like i want that gold 24 karat gold mask that Breaky makes lisa renna shut up like mask I, and all of it i i need it all i need it all I did love, though, the Sioux-dog communication. I, I know you already talked about that, but just her just howling with the dog. I My roommate, Kelsey, has a little dog named Dolly, and I swear sometimes I communicate with that dog, too. I'm like, woo, 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 woo. And we just hold each other and look at each other's it eyes. It definitely just, gave no. me Dolly vibes. It def- I literally thought the same thing. Kelsey, if you're listening, we love you and miss you. We miss you. And, again, this um, I said last week that I'm – if everyone asks me, like, what's your opinion on the Erica thing? I, I said that I think I'm a Kyle Richards here. I, I yeah. I, I felt like I was Kyle this week sitting there on the couch being like, wait, what the fuck happened to Tom and your son? Like, excuse me? 
Okay. The withholding. That the withholding. Yeah. And I have something I need to tell you too, because I Go. was sent something by one of my friends. Um, first of all, that story I don't buy for one one second. I mean, it sounds crazy. It's Who knew so I'd be on crazy. PK's side till the end of day? But it was revealed on Wednesday that Erica Jane and strange husband Dom Girardi's property in La Quinta is now on the market, which it's for sale, and a lot of the money is going to be going to the victims. But former Real Housewife of New York City star Bethany Frankel spoke out about the former couple's legal woes, revealing that she is not surprised and heard about this as early as 2017. The 50-year-old star claimed that her ex-fiance, Dennis Shields, told her that Tom allegedly owes money to everyone and that his financial issues were a widely known best-kept secret. She said this on her Just Be podcast. Oh, What? And we I stopped listening Dennis to that podcast a while ago. So yeah, oh, we used to listen to it. We definitely unsubscribed, but <laughs> but this is what I'm saying is like I I I do think because you know um we actually got to see the scene where PK says I don't think Erica's lying. I think that she's being controlled and lied to. Yes, I think it is more that than anything because. I, I see Erica kind of just like, this is what I've been told to say. It's, it's, it's robotic. It's sort of like, like there's no like life behind it. It's sort of a deadpan, emotionless, weird thing that we usually don't get from Erica. So I, I agree with Kyle that her withholding makes everything worse. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I just don't think Erica knows what she's supposed to say and what she's not supposed to say. I, 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 Oh she's my stuck. God. It's, it's a hard place to be in because she doesn't know what's going to incriminate her. I think she, I, I think this is me giving grace to Erica when I've been so, I think mean about Erica. I want to say all. No, you haven't. I've been the fuck I've been. No, I've been an Erica apologizer. We need someone to defend what's probably really going on. Well, well, th- th- <sighs> this is what I want to say. I want to say that I think she doesn't know where to turn to and where to run to and what to do. And she's, hitching her basket to the only thing she's ever known, which is Tom Girardi and his team. I I wouldn't know what to do on my own either. You know, like, do you go against him? It'd be terrifying to go against him because he's Tom Girardi or he's given you everything and you signed up. Do I toe the line and do what he says and his legal team says so that maybe I can get out of this in a, in a a better way than I, but see the thing is, I don't know. It's just hard. I think Tom and his team, honestly, I, this is so dark, but I thought this watching the episode being like, I think that Tom and his team are like, if she says something that puts the heat on her and takes it off of Tom, great. I don't think they have Erica's best interests at, at heart at all. No, I, think I think they're think so only either. worried about Tom. I think yes. it's a fucking boys club and they're all just trying to save each other from getting screwed. And they're like, whatever happens to Erica happens to Erica. We don't give a shit. Well, she did tweet last night um, that she was sad because well, after watching the scene with PK and Mauricio and Dorit and Kyle, where they were like laughing about the, which made me laugh too. When they were like, don't do the brain, go for the ankle. I mean, that's pretty funny. I'm sorry. I mean, like Erica has to give them a break because they're trying to, to be on her side. Mm -hmm. And this is a very dark and serious thing. Like it's, it's human to, if there's something funny, it's like, it's not funny. It's just, it's, it's, it's a release of, of they're, they were having a very nervous, hard conversation you need to laugh you need to break it up and pk's still defending her you know what i mean yeah. like he's calling bullshit on everything but and also Dorit is giving is also... her really standing yeah, really by her. defending 
I'm glad that Garcelle is dating. I think Keith is hot. I think she should totally hit that. I want to go to Crystal's basement. And I'm glad, by the way, that Crystal and Kyle kind of talked about Garcelle and Garcelle not fitting in because I, Garcelle kept lumping in Crystal with her and Sutton about being the outsiders. And I was like, Crystal seems fine to me. And I'm glad that Crystal said like, I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling good. It's, it's, it's fine. I think, I think this is the thing. I think Garcelle's like, they're not letting these new ladies in because they, they do have that Foxy fierce five or whatever. That's Lisa, Dorit, Kyle, Teddy still and Erica like those five are the are the our group so I understand Garcelle being like well yeah well all of us new girls don't fit into the group and I don't feel like I'm a part of this but I also think it's more so than that for Garcelle because as we see later in the episode she really feels and I said this last episode betrayed by Rena because Rena for putting her nose in everyone else's business will not once stand up for Garcelle, even in the moment when she needed her this time. And yeah, Garcelle might've been shady. Yeah. Garcelle might've said something a little bit nasty, but when haven't one of the other ladies done that as well? And they've been defended by other people in the group. It felt like an attack on Garcelle tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I think I, 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 I genuinely was uh, torn because I could kind of, I could see Dorit and Garcelle's side of it. Uh, so I think the fight, I mean, the fight doesn't end. I think, though, next week we're really going to get to the heart of why Garcelle is so sensitive about these kinds of things. You know, the seri- the preview for next week, she kind of gets emotional and talks about how she feels like she's never fit in anywhere her whole life, which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. And I think hearing that is going to is gonna change something in Dorit's mind about where, she's, where Garcelle's coming from. And I feel like they're going to have a meeting of the minds, finally. Because they've I just so. been, they've been kind of just, piling like band-aids on top of this like issue between the two of them. And it's not really working out very well. Well, I also Rena, stop with the long hair. Stop with the long hair. Rena, you look crazy. I do think to put on a really good show. I thought I the, thought the show was great. beautiful. I love that Harry Hamlin stopped by. Yes. He's never part of the group stuff. I'm glad that he decided to show you know up. Me. I also I love, I love Harry Hamlin. I mean, who so was fucking doesn't? He also him. looked so good because he's like shaved his beard, cleaned his hair up. Mm-hmm. I love that Kathy has no idea who Bernie Sanders is. That makes complete and total sense. <laughs> like she, she doesn't need to. <laughs> she thought it was enough on the shelf. Like if that is it, great. <laughs> also, Kyle. I thought everyone looked gorgeous. I think Kyle did too. But Kyle, swear to God, looked like Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. She looked oh. like Elvira. Go back and look. She looked crazy. <laughs> Which, by the way, Elvira's having a new special come out uh, September 25th. So if any of y'all are Elvira fans, happy 40th anniversary to the Queen of Darkness. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, and by the way, y'all, we are, are going to binge uh, Days of Our Lives. Uh, Beyond whatever, Salem. Salem. Beyond Salem. We're going to watch it this week. And next week, we're going to give you a rundown of just the highlights uh, of what we see between Rinna and Eileen. And uh, we'll let you know how it goes. I'm I'm really excited to watch it. I'm sure it's going to be like ridiculous and awesome. It's I've seen a clip already um, between Eileen and Lisa that I'm not going to spoil for you if you haven't seen it. But let me tell you, we in tonight. <laughs> okay, great. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Uh, is that all? Did we get it I all? I don't think we have anything else. I was trying to think, did I miss some news? Did I miss a, a trailer that came out? And nothing. I think we just had these three shows this week. And like again, if the shows are bringing it at this level, I'll watch as many of them as possible. It's yeah. when they don't bring it that I get upset. So again, you know, Atlanta, Orange County, Dallas. If you ever decide to come out of you know the grave that you've been put in, 
you got to bring it up to the, this level. These these women are not messing around. Yeah, well, I'm very excited. The reunion, evidently, of Beverly Hills is going to be great. Andy said Erica answers everything. So oh, thank God, I, we need a we need lots of things. <laughs> it's up. gonna be good it's gonna be real real good but all right y'all we well all. yeah we did so as per usual please like rate and review us wherever you subscribe to podcasts whether that's soundcloud stitcher google play music itunes or spotify be sure to follow us on instagram at hot and bravo that's h-o-t-n-b-r-a-v-o-d and eddie it's great to see you i love our little weekly chats now that we're all this you know we're so far away the distance is just so far. It's so far. I've never felt so far away from you. <laughs> All right. Well, I will see you next time when we're online. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Adios. Bye.